Hey, this is Sam, and welcome to BNS About Movies. Each week on the show, I try to take about 10 minutes, maybe more, maybe less, to tell you about a movie, maybe one, maybe two, that I think you'll really enjoy. You can check out my site at bnsaboutmovies.com. This week, we're going to talk about two movies from 1979. We're going to start with The Concord, Airport 79, a movie that was the sequel, the fourth sequel to, uh, or the third sequel, I should say, to the airport movies. It's the fourth in the, in the lineup of them. A few minutes into this movie, my wife turned to me and said, there isn't anyone good in this movie like the other ones, and I disagree. This film is filled with some of my favorite people, and yeah, most people think it's one of the worst movies in the series, but it's my favorite. If they ever make a Blu-ray of it, I want to do the commentary track for it. It's directed by David Will Rich, who also directed State and School for Girls and Eye of the Cat, and it's a pretty relevant film for today. It's filled with corrupt corporations, drones, media scandals. You got Robert Wagner playing a corrupt arms dealer who's in love with Susan Blakely, yet he keeps trying to kill her. And for the ladies, there's Alan DeLeon as the dashing captain. And for the guys, there's Sylvia Christel as the gorgeous airline hostess. And for fans of The Omen, there's David Warner. There may never be a movie as sexist as this movie. Uh, just look at the way the character Petroni has changed. Petroni is now a captain, played by George Kennedy. He's no longer on the ground crew. And he'll kick a pilot out of its own plane like he used to. Now he's actually flying the plane. But he'll make sexual jokes at every opportunity. Isabel at one point says, you pilots are such men. And he responds, they don't call it the cockpit for nothing, honey. One time, Delian's character asked him about Vietnam. And he says, gee, I remember this Eurasian girl. She had these great big blue eyes. They called her the tarantula. You ever run into her? Nah, I don't think so, is the answer. And Joe says, you'd remember if you did. She was a real ball breaker. That makes me wonder, how was Petroni in Vietnam? He was already working in the Chicago airport back in the original. Uh, this movie plays fast and loose with his life. His wife is dead, his son's in college, and he's ready to start a new life and start over. Back when they get to Paris, he gets set up with a sex worker, and he has the night of his life. Is he mad when the ruse is revealed? Nah, it makes him overjoyed. He slaps his friend on the back. There's also Eddie Aubert as a rich businessman who's married to Sybil Danning, and I'd like to slap him on the back for that. Petroni comments, she's his fourth wife. He always was a horny guy. There's a story back in the 20s when he was barnstorming. He made a bet. He could put a good walk in, with a good-looking wing walker. He boffed her right out in the wing, a thousand miles above El Paso. His butt got so sunburned he couldn't sit down for a week. What's happening with this movie? I mean, I literally yelled out loud several times during it, shocked at how raw it seems in a world of political correctness. And it's not blazing saddles, but uh, it's pretty scummy, and it's a great cash-in, and it's the final film of a once-high-prestige franchise. I love every minute of this strange bird. I mean, Martha Ray gets locked in a bathroom as a plane faces turbulence. Jimmy Dynamite Walker smokes up and carries a saxophone everywhere. Cicely Tyson wants to get her son a new heart. John Davidson performs his own wedding ceremony to a Russian gymnast. Mercedes McCambridge, the voice of Pazuzu, is in this. And oh my gosh, Shara is in the credits and has around 30 seconds of screen time. 30 seconds that had me screaming in pure joy. Do you realize how much I love this movie? How can you not love a movie? where a heat-seeking missile is defeated by rolling down the window of the Concorde and firing a flare gun out the window. Can you roll down the window of a plane? One, two, wouldn't the whole cockpit become depressurized? After the plane goes through such chaos between New York and Paris, why would anyone get back on it the next day? Wouldn't security be increased? And why not crash land the Concorde in the Alps? Why would they even get on the plane in the first place? Even better, there's a news report earlier in this film that feels like it came straight from out of The Simpsons. And that's because that's Harry Shearer's voice. We wouldn't have Airplane without these movies, uh, especially this one. It's something else. But if you want to know about one that's even wilder, 
Well, then let me recommend Concord Affair 79, the Italian version of this. Uh, oh, boy. Ruggiero Diodato is the man who made Cannibal Holocaust live like a cop, die like a man, and dial help, a movie that I am begging to come out on Blu-ray. He joined Ernesto Gastaldi, who made The Possessed and Day of Anger, and Renzo Genta, who wrote Jungle Holocaust, to try to get a few extra kilometers out of the Concord, which was all the rage in 1979. If you can make a Venn diagram of the things that I love about movies, and you can, this exists at the absolute center point of Italian ripoffs, American actors and foreign films, disaster movies, and opportunities to dream of me getting to make a souffle for Mimsy Farmer, my dream girl. The film starts with a great disclaimer, the, which is the best way that all movies can begin. This story is imaginary, and any reference to actual events or to real persons, living or dead, is entirely coincidental. The supersonic airline Concorder is a stunning reality. However, the result of space age technology it links continent to continent, flying in complete safety over 1,200 miles an hour. The production wishes to thank British Aerospace, English builders of the Concorde, for their client cooperation and for producing film footage and materials. I am willing to bet that nobody involved with this film ever reached out to anyone from British Aerospace, anyone that made the Concorde. My proof that this movie starts with the Concorde wrecking, which was the greatest fear of this plane and one they didn't want to be put in a film. Flight 820 is the test flight that just crashed off the coast of the French Antilles of the Caribbean, where French air hostess Jean Bennington, Mimsy Farmer, is the only survivor. She's rescued by two fishermen who are soon killed to keep any witnesses from learning what happened. Moses Brody, played by James Franciscus, the voice of Jonathan Livingston Seagull, mind you, is an investigative journalist on the case, brought on by his ex-wife Nicole, Mag Fleming, who was in Cannibal Ferox, Nightmare City, and a policewoman on the Porno Squad. She dies of a heart attack before he gets to see her. I just did air quotes. As soon as he leaves, he's attacked by a gang of ne'er-do-wells before he's saved by a man named George. We soon learn that two men are behind all this, the superpower duo of Milan, Joseph Cotton, and his business partner, Danker, Edmund Purdom, who are using their old Hollywood energy and big business scumbag savvy to keep the Concord crash a secret. Our heroes rescue Gene and find their rescue of the, and rescue the Concord itself, finding it wrecked underwater, but George loses an arm in a wreckage and gets shot several times because this is an Italian movie. I'm shocked that a turtle wasn't killed or a pig hasn't been eaten. From here on out, we meet uh, Venadia Vanati, Father Moses from Warriors of the Wasteland, chasing Farmer and Franciscus, while another Concord, flown by Van Johnson, who once was second biggest singer in the world, is being attacked by a vial of acid that heats up in the microwave and destroys all the electrical lines of the plane. If this science seems way off, welcome the glorified world of Italian Xerox cinema and its utter lack of making sense. May it never change. And speaking of great things about this movie, it has a Stelvio Soprati score. He also did the music for Death Walks on High Heels, Barren Blood, Tentacles, and Piranha 2 The Spawning. Somehow this movie has the budget to have a nerve-wracking landing sequence. Our protagonists aren't even on the plane, so it's kind of an anticlimax. But at least Brody's ready to take business down now that all the henchmen are killed. Look for Robert Kerman from Hannibal, Cannibal Holocaust as the London traffic controller. Years later, Diodato would have said if he knew Kerman was an adult actor, he wouldn't have hired him. Oh yeah? Well, the other tra air traffic controller, Jake Teague, was in Debbie Does Dallas and Deep Inside Andy Sprinkles. So let's be honest, right? Kerman also said horrible things about Diodato and said that he almost punched him in the face uh, several times while making movies. Two years after this movie, Franciscus would star in The Last Shark, making him a, one of those very rare breed of actors, those that have ripped off two major franchises in Italy. He's also the guy who took over for Charlton Heston, who also took over in Airport 75, not once but twice, 
seeing as how he did the honors in Beneath the Planet of the Apes. This movie makes no sense and spends more time underwater than in the sky. I give it 900 thumbs up, 300 stars out of 5, 300 out of 10 would see this again. Also, I couldn't find this movie anywhere when I first found it, uh, so I watched it on a Russian hack site, which is my favorite way to watch movies where Russian voices yell their dialogue over the English dialogue, which has been dubbed over a million languages when it was shot in Italy. It really feels like we are the world. They even got a female voice in this, which sounded like a bored housewife, kind of like if I got my wife to be the uh, voiceover voice of Mimsy Farmer. Keep an eye out for pro wrestler Dakar as a fisherman. He was the high priest of the spider in Ator the Fighting Eagle, and he's in tons of uh, some great Italian films like Zombie Holocaust, Zombie 2, Mission Stardust, and Papaya, Love Goddess of the Cannibals. Anywho, this is the latest episode of BNS About Movies, the show for the uh, website, the podcast. You can reach out to me at bnsaboutmovies at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. I hope that you never have to get caught on a crash in the Concord, and I hope that you come back next week and listen again.